How can Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers win early signing day? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us on this early signing day edition of Locked On Auburn, it is Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Little Crane Kick Wednesday on this early signing day. Jake, it's it's amazing to think about the situation Auburn is in going into early signing day versus what they were doing a year ago. I mean, they had a dramatic finish where they flipped a lot of guys, ended up finishing with the 18th overall class per 247 a year ago. They enter early signing day with the 11th ranked class, according to 247, higher in some other, uh, if you look at on three or, or, or rivals, it's just amazing what a what a year can do. No, without a doubt. And I mean, I, I think it's amazing what Auburn can do, you know, not only when you have the right coaches in there, but everybody's aligned. It's something we talked about at the beginning of the season. When Auburn is aligned, and I'm not just talking from an NIL standpoint, but the fans, the administration, the coaching staff, the players, Auburn can be as good as anybody out there. And at the end of the day, this you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out typically the team with the best players wins. And Auburn is a fantastic place to play. Look at what Bruce Pearl did at the basketball program so quickly. Look at what Auburn baseball continues to do, what Auburn softball has done. Uh, the, the football team, which we know is, is, the, crown, is the crown jewel uh, yeah. of the Auburn Athletic Department, is as dangerous as any out there when they have their ducks in a row and the future looks bright. And that's that you're seeing the, the rewards of that. And I do want to say this staff too, you know, they're not out there just lifting weights and talking about accountability. Like the guy that was here that somehow finished with 18 ranked class. They're out there grinding. Hugh Freeze is one of the hardest working head coaches when it comes down to recruiting because you have to be Nick Saban is the greatest football coach of all time. And he still works harder at 742 years old than, than other coaches do even to this day, Kirby Smart's the same way. So uh, Hugh Freeze understands what it takes. And uh, shout out to Javon Reed. Shout out to Zach Etheridge. Shout out to the whole coaching staff. Uh, now you got to finish. You got to put ink to paper. But if they even get ninety percent of what we feel like they have right now, Auburn got a whole lot better, a whole lot quicker. Yeah. When you look at okay, how can Auburn win early signing day? It comes up. It comes down to these guys. That, uh, that are kind of on this flip watch. Amaris Williams seems to be the most likely to flip to Auburn. Of course, the Florida defensive tackle, the Florida commit uh, defensive tackle, four-star kid. LJ McCray is another guy, five-star committed to Florida, defensive lineman. He make it start next year. He's very, very good, very, very talented. Jake, is there a guy that you're looking at saying, okay, if Auburn gets him, they win early signing day? Well, you know, with, with Ryan Williams looking like he's announcing in February, that was a guy that that mixed with with Cam Coleman. And, and listen, before we even talk about flips, you Auburn needs to, to maintain what they have, right? The first thing you do is you deflect the flip, and then you go start flipping yourself. And with guys like Cam Coleman and, and what they have it with Dre Carter and, and those guys, you lock those guys down, you get it done, uh, and then you go flip. I think LJ McCray's a legitimate possibility. I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. I think K.J. Bolden is a legitimate possibility for Auburn. I think there's a little more meat left on that bone than what some people are saying. Amaris, obviously, you see what he's tweeting. You you might as well not judge tweets. If you if you want to to get into this recruiting game and try and keep up with, with what's really going on, 
Social media will trick you in a second. Heck, 70% of the kids now do it on purpose to yeah. be able to trick you. Uh, but I think if, if Auburn's able to flip close to half of the guys that they're going after to try and flip, that's got to be a huge success. So I, I think they will. I, I think they've put in the work. Um, and you see some places right now that are deteriorating a little bit, which makes Auburn look that much better. So you flip half the guys you're going after, you lock your guys in that, that you have, that's a successful signing day. Yeah, I mean, you talk about other guys deteriorating. Uh, well, I'm not even going to attempt to say that word again. Falling apart. Florida is that school, and they're mm. right in front of Auburn and pretty much all of the rankings. And, of course, if Auburn were able to pull a Maris Williams, Florida loses a four-star, Auburn gains a four-star, even more so if, if, if L.J. McCray flips from Florida to Auburn. But over the last few seasons, in 2022, Auburn had the 21st-ranked class. They were ninth in the SEC. In 2023, they had the 18th-ranked class. They were eighth in the SEC. Going into signing day, they have the ninth, 10th, 11th, depending on where you look, ranked class, and they're sixth in the SEC. If if everything goes the way we think it's going to and Florida continues to fall apart, that they'll, they'll jump Florida and have the fifth-ranked class in the SEC. It's progress. It's not where you need to be, but it's progress, and, and you're moving in the right direction. Without a doubt. I mean, again, let's be honest, too. Like, Alabama, uh, Auburn doesn't finish ahead of Alabama and Georgia a lot in recruiting, even when it's going, like, great. Like, when, when Auburn's doing – when has Auburn ever had the number one recruiting class in the country? You want that. You yeah. strive for that. That's great. But you know what I want? I want Hugh Freeze and his staff to get the guys that they want. Not just because they have stars on their name or by their name, but they feel like they fit Auburn well. There'll be a good player on the team, in the locker room, and on the field, and they can make the difference. Those catches against Georgia on the sideline, they can go make those plays. Fourth yeah. and goal from the 31 against Alabama, nobody has their back turned. You're going to make the play. Being able to get quarterbacks down on the ground that are somewhat athletic, you got guys in depth. Not that I thought Auburn's defensive line played punch way above their weight for most of the year, but at the end of the day, Auburn doesn't have the cats right now to win at the level consistently they want to win at. But I want guys that Hugh Freeze looked at and wants. I want guys that Ron Roberts looked at and wants. I want guys that that coaching staff looked at and said, you know what, that guy can help us win a national championship. Because at the end of the day, there you win it with five stars and four stars and three stars. If you're good and you know how to evaluate and you use the transfer portal right, you can win this thing at Auburn. Yeah, everything – there, this class has everything with the exception of offensive tackle. And they went to the Juco route there and you can only recruit the guys that are available, right? There's wasn't a lot of tackles throughout the Southeast that were available and Auburn could, can kind of pluck. But I just think when you look at it, every level of this defense is heavily represented. That's before going into early signing day and potentially getting some more guys, right? Either at safety with KJ Boulder, or these defensive linemen with Amaris Williams and, and LJ McCray. They've got all three levels already taken care of. You feel great about the linebackers, whether it's DJ Barber or Demarcus Riddick. You feel great about the defensive line, whether it's the guys that we assume will play you know, that Jack linebacker role like Jamonta Waller or Joe Phillips or these defensive linemen like Malik Blockton or TJ Lindsey. And then the defensive backs, it's a who's who. There's a million guys back there that all seem like they could play at a high level at the next level. I love all of that. I love your interior lineman with Dre Carter, as you mentioned him earlier. You've got your quarterback that Hugh Freeze really believes in and kind of built this offensive class around. And obviously the receiving class speaks for itself. It'll be one of, if not the best receiving class in all of college football 
uh, on on Wednesday on early signing day. And so, Jake, I just love the makeup of this class. It's got everything you want outside of offensive tackle. Well, you know that's that's the interesting part about having to you know build up pretty much an entire roster, right? Like you have to go after. Yeah. Almost every position group. You can't sit here and just say, all right, well, we don't have to worry right. about these guys. We don't have to. Auburn is having to build position rooms, even, even going through the process we're in now. So, so you see that. And look, we don't talk about roster management enough. We talk about it now a little bit more because of the transfer portal. But we don't talk about it enough. Well, what makes Nick Saban one of the main reasons why he's so unbelievable? And we talk about the blueprint. A lot of it is roster structure. That's what makes this transfer portal and being able to play nine years in college so hard now because you have to maintain a roster, a big roster. This isn't basketball. Not that it's easy, but it's sure. a, you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out there's more football players than there are basketball players. So, yeah, look, at this point, Auburn is still in the mode of let's go get the best player at every position we can possibly get. You cannot turn down good players right now. You can't do it. You really never want to do it. But sometimes, and it's a high-class problem, Georgia has to say, uh, well, we got to take this guy because it's a position of need. They're both really good players, but we have to take this guy. Auburn hopefully gets there soon, but they're not there yet. Yeah, right, right. What kind of message can Hugh Freeze send to the rest of college football as well as the SEC on early signing day? We discuss that next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Bowl season's officially here. Get in on the action by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. As the weather gets colder, the offers at FanDuel continue to heat up. But right now, new customers, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. And FanDuel, it doesn't matter if it's your uh, lines, over-unders, player props, parlays. They've got it all over with our friends at FanDuel. And with Auburn basketball playing every few days now and the rest of the college basketball slate happening, it's worth checking out. Also worth noting, with Talia Tagovailoa opting out, the line went from Auburn being minus 2.5 now to minus 7. So Auburn, a touchdown <laughs> favorite against Maryland. I got it at minus 2.5, Jake. I'm sure you did too. So the app's easy to use. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your sports winnings. That is FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Jake, the message that Hugh Freeze can send to the rest of the SEC and the college football world, I mean, I think we could go any direction with this. But to me, I think it's, I don't care how hard you're going after these elite talents. Hey, Alabama. Hey, Georgia. You've been able to get these five stars and high four stars way too easily over the past decade. And that stops. You can't do that anymore. And, and I think with the combination of you, you talk about the alignment at Auburn, I think with the effort that this coaching staff is putting out on the, on the recruiting trail paired with the NIL opportunities now at Auburn. And I think the product that is going to be on the field, is going to continue to develop over the course of few freezes tenure. The sales pitch is going to get easier for the Auburn Tigers. And I think it's going to get tougher for Alabama and Georgia to continue to own the Southeast like they have been. Yeah, look, I I think the message you freeze, you know, is, is going to send to the rest of the country is Auburn is back to doing Auburn things. You know, Auburn is back to being a team that when you look at on the schedule and you haven't been able to, this really hasn't been the case the last couple of years, 
that it, it isn't, all right, well, Auburn's still down. They're still building. At some point, and this is what I said before the year, you better get this man early. You better get Hugh Freeze early. And you almost did it. Georgia and Bama almost did it. If Auburn, Auburn would have won that game against Bama, it would have been twofold. But that message was sent. This is yeah. not a walk in the park anymore. This is old Auburn remembering who they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's they're not going to get worse. I can promise you that. I'm with you. I mean, there's just so much. You're, you're hearing this a ton with these players that are coming back. Jalen McLeod's come back. Uh, he announced that yesterday, Jake, as well as Keontae Scott, Eugene Asante. I mean, a lot of these key guys. Yeah, Rivaldo yeah. Fairweather. They're all coming back. And their key message is unfinished business. Unfinished business. And I think these older guys, they kind of weathered the storm through the Brian Harson era. And they got a taste of what Auburn can actually be. They got cheated out of two years of what Auburn can actually be. And I think these dudes, uh, they got a taste of it. And they're like, man, you know, I, I could go and get drafted, but I want one more year. I want one more year to see what's Hugh Freeze going to do. And can Auburn keep building in the direction that we think that it can? I think that, I think they're, 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 for lack of a better term, they're pissed off, Zach. I think they're upset. I feel like even with this team, they left some some money on the table. Yeah, that's I think that's how the coaching staff feels. You went out with it, getting drubbed by New Mexico State, and then giving Alabama the game at the end. Let's be honest, I don't know another way to put it. And I know nobody's more sick than the guys in that locker room and, and in those coaching offices. But we got to be able to call a spade a spade, right? We got to be able to accept the reality. They're upset, sure. and how do you get over being upset? How do you get over being jealous that she left you? Figuring yourself out and then going dating an Instagram model and seeing her downtown at a nice restaurant. That's what Auburn's trying to do right now. They're trying to go from fat to flat and go from, you know, PU to GQ. And they can do that with Hugh Freeze. What's the what's the nice restaurant in this uh in this metaphor? Is it is it winning 10 games? Uh no, no, it's better than that. We're going it's, higher. It's Michelin star. It's five Michelin stars. That is that it, realistic. It's getting in the though? playoff. It's it's getting in the playoff and making noise. That's what it is. For these guys coming back, is that a realistic goal in 24? I think so. You look at the schedule. I mean, with Auburn's returning experience, you know, now Peyton Thorne, if he's going to be the guy, he's got to throw the ball better. Uh, Auburn's got to be more of a threat to throw the ball. But getting Cam Coleman sure going to help. Getting Fairweather back sure going to help. Getting Bryce and the rest of these guys, and I know they're young, but you, you can come in and play now. Like, if, if you can come in, you get Ryan Williams, like, it's, it's back in business. You know, you're returning guys up front. You're returning guys in the tight end room. You've got that mismatch nightmare in Rivaldo Fairweather. And we know Auburn's run game in this system, even with Peyton Thorne, is nasty when they get operating and rolling. So I do. With, with the experience of defense, they need more pass rushers. They get more pass rushers, they'll have a chance. Yeah. And I think McLeod coming back, and we assumed he was. Huge. We assumed that. But the fact that he's coming back, it is huge. Jake, I mean, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the really – unfortunate timing of an injury that happened going into the season. And we finally saw him healthy and he was one of the best pass rushers in the SEC the second half of the yeah. season. Yeah. Well, you got a guy, you got a couple guys to build around now, right? You got fall. Yeah. who's a young guy that's going to keep going on. I mean, LJ McCray, some of these guys can play right away, which is crazy to think up front nowadays in the SEC with, with as physical as it is. And listen, you don't have to have the best D line in the country. You just got to be good enough. What you got to, you got to be good enough to go finish. Auburn needs to go finish. It's not. It's, it's like I said during the season. I'm, hope, hope gets you nothing. Hope gets you a ticket to the game, right? 
It, it needs to turn from Auburn hoping to when they line up, you almost feel bad for the other side. Because not only are they going to beat you, they're going to finish you. Not only do they want to beat you, they want to embarrass you in yep. front of your friends, your family, God, and everybody. That's who Auburn needs to be. And I think with, with this group, I think they're that upset. And they need to carry that into the offseason. That needs to bleed into the new guys, whether it be from the transfer portal, whether it be from the high school ranks. At some point, somebody's got to get pissed off and go finish. That mentality, how much of that is physical? You've got to have the athletes to do it. And how yep. much of that is mental and emotional where you got to say, hey, I don't care that we're up by 10 in a big game in the fourth quarter. I don't care that we're up by 17. I want to destroy you, and we're not going to let off the, the gas. How much of that is physical versus mental? Well, look, I I'll always think, and, and especially in the game of football, right? Nature versus nurture. Nature always wins. If I'm going up against Jadavian Clowney, I can sit here and be as upset and as motivated and as whatever as I want, and it's not going to work. You have to have the cats. But at the top, they all got the guys, right? So what's the difference? That's the mental and emotional. And I think you use the pain of the Georgia game from this past year. You use the pain of the New Mexico State game and the Bama game from this year to really insert that into the culture and let it stay there. Even now, I mean, Kirby Smart can convince his Georgia team that nobody thinks they're any good. How do you do that? You get them to think at the end of the day, nobody believes in them. You get them to think that they are laughing at you. You get them to think that they think you aren't what you said you were. And yeah. that, especially to an 18 to 22 year old male, is a very, very motivating message. All right, Jake. I wanna I'm gonna put you on the spot with several things, including predictions as well as what kind of impact can these guys that we expect to sign um, at Auburn in this class, what kind of impact can they have in 2024? All that coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn, they are the official recruiting sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network because they can help your business recruit the best talent as well. You don't have to worry about flips, or if you do want to flip uh, a five-star candidate that's somewhere else, just post your job for free. They're always looking. The good ones are always looking because they know their worth. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs, they have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, billion professionals, which makes it easy to find the best place to hire. They also get that a lot of these small businesses, you're having to wear a million hats, so your time is important. They've got a new feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Once again, that is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Final few minutes here. Jake Crane of Crane & Company hanging out with us. All right, Jake, real quick, let's go through the big guys that, that we're watching. K.J. Bolden, where does he end up? You know, I, I know a lot of Auburn fans are, are feeling a little bit better about it right now. I still think he ends up at Florida State. I, I do. I think he goes to Georgia. So we'll, we'll see. Would not be shocked at that either. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Sounds like Hope we're uh, both wrong. Yeah, I think Georgia's coming in hot here at the end. We'll see. Uh, all right, the next one will be L.J. McCray, the five-star defensive tackle committed to Florida. I think he stays at Florida. What do you think? Auburn. Biggest flip of the day for Auburn. 
be huge. Be one of the biggest flips in the country. Five-star defensive tackle that could potentially start right away. His um, his buddy, four-star defensive tackle committed to Florida. Amaris Williams, this one seems like the worst-kept secret ever, but uh, I'm saying he flips to Auburn. I think he does. I think they get both of them. Yeah. Oh, you talk about Florida fans being upset. You think they're upset now with some of these flips? Let that happen. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, also just take care of Jamonta Waller because he's a big part of both of those potentially happening. We'll see. For sure. We'll see. Okay, and then uh, the other one is Cone Eccles. He's committing later or signing later in the week. Former Texas A&M commit. He is now officially uncommitted. It sounds like it went well with LSU. I'm picking LSU over Auburn unless something happens uh, later in the week. You know, I'm actually hearing, I think Auburn feels pretty good about this one right now. I, I, I think Auburn sneaks up and gets him. I, I think Cohen Eccles ends up at Auburn. Yeah, that'd be huge. And then Ryan Williams, uh, I'm not expecting him to sign on early signing day. It sounds like it's going to happen in February, but where's your gut on Ryan Williams right now? My, my gut is that when you played up on social media as much as he did with the Auburn stuff, you're not going there. It's too obvious. I, I Right now, I think he's still leaning Alabama, but him pushing it back, I think, is the best thing for Auburn. I really do think it's a good thing. That. The longer he doesn't say Alabama, the better it is. So if they can, they can get through this without him saying Alabama, which it looks like they will, I think it's 50-50. I really believe that. That's not a cop-out. I'll tell you where I think everybody's going. But since he pushed it back, I, I think it's 50-50. All right, Jake, let's go through the top five to ten guys in this class, projected to be in this class right now. And can they make an impact in 2024? Will they impact the 2024 roster? Cam Coleman. Yes. Perry Thompson. Could impact it this year. I agree. He could. Perry Thompson, same boat, right? Yeah. Demarcus Riddick, the four-star linebacker. Yes. Not, Not only on defense, but on special teams as well. Okay. Does he start on defense or is he just uh, a rotational linebacker? Let's see if Auburn does anything in the portal. You know, I, I hope he's a rotational guy because you don't want to be starting freshman at linebacker in this league. Uh, you really don't want to be starting freshman anywhere unless they're, you know, somebody like Cam Coleman. But the further you get outside, the, the, the more they're able to operate because it's less physical. I think he'll be rotational and end up being a huge piece. He's an NFL player. Yeah. There's a chance Auburn gets a linebacker in the portal today, Jake. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. Joseph Phillips, the four-star edge player from Tuskegee. I think he's a part of the rotation at the Jack linebacker spot, Jake. Without a doubt. I mean, Auburn needs help there, right? That, that's where you got to build your depth. That's where you're going to win these battles, right? That, that's that's where you're going to find out. That's where the game is won and lost. And you find somebody that can rush the passer, somebody that can drop back and give you, give you something decent in the pass game. I like his versatility. Yes, I do think he'll be a piece. Really... I, I think he's going to be a really good player, but just out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right now, the next guy is Jamonta Waller. Right now, your your Jack linebacker room is Jalen McLeod, Brenton Williams, Jamonta Waller, and Joseph Phillips. And I don't know how many more scholarships they're going to throw to that room, especially when they feel good about the youth there. They may just tackle some growing pains, Jake, and just say, hey, you know what? We know you're going to be good. Let's go ahead and get you reps. Um, but yeah, Jamonta Waller, I think he's part of the rotation too. Well, without a doubt. Uh, same thing. You know, basically the exact same thing. The good part is you have a guy like McLeod that you know, you know, you can trot out there. You know what you're going to get from him. They're going to pick up even better practice habits from him, um, and, and he's going to help them kind of progress through it. So, look, the only way you learn, it's just like anything in life. It's through experience, man. It's the unteachable and tangible. you got to screw up. You just hope you screw up more in practice before you get to the game. You're right. 
You're right. And at least rushing the passer, if you're a Jack linebacker, rushing the passer, there's a lot of physical elements to this. Sure, there's some things that you know you can't do. You can't give up contain. You need to know your angles and all of that. Make sure your assignment is what it is. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to skip Walker White because I, I don't expect him to compete for the starting quarterback job as of right now. So let's do four more. DeAndre Carter, the interior offensive lineman for Matter Day. I think he's solidly going to be in the two deep, Jake, at the start yeah. of the season. I agree with that 100%, Zach. Um, you know, I hope Auburn's to a point where, you know, if he's so good, you have to play him. That That's that's great. Uh, I think body-wise, I think he's got to get in a little bit better shape, which that's a, a lot of guys do, especially up front, right? Yeah, that, that's the hardest position outside of quarterback, in my opinion, to play as a true freshman. That, that's yeah, big. You, they, they got, and you want him to be big. Good, be big, but be the right big. And right. not that I think he's sloppy or yeah. he's a waist bender, but he's got to get his body ready to play in the SEC, and that takes time. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Malcolm Simmons, the other we'll, we'll put these two guys together. Malcolm Simmons and Bryce Kane, both receivers, obviously. Yeah, snap it. Snap Come it. On. New receiver room. New receiver room. New phone. Who dis? How, how quick can four freshman wide receivers really become a big part of the offense? Well, it, if, we're gonna big, feel like we're if we're going to say this. big and part like, of the offense, like I, yeah. I, I think a guy like Cam Coleman, just because he's so so talented and, and he's he's big enough, you, you don't need to go out there and, and be a hero. They don't all have to all be superstars. You just got to go out there and make the routine plays routine, right? Hit a couple of explosives, scare some defenses, get some safeties eyes manipulated. Um, it, it's And a lot of times the blocking on the outside too. And look, I know Marcus Davis. He's going to get those guys right, and he deserves a lot of credit as well for this class that they're pulling in and, and what he's doing. So as far as being like a huge focal point, not many guys can do that. Perry, once he gets a little bit of that rawness out, learns how to run routes better. Um, obviously, with his size, he's a problem, especially in the red zone. But I'm telling you, Cam Coleman, man, this, this cat, we finally got one. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We finally got one. Who did he, he looked like Tarzan. And plays like Tarzan. He's not <clears throat> like Camden Brown, buddy. You you may look good in the in in an outfit walking around campus, but you have done nothing, dog. Like these these guys, I'm telling you, not that Cam uh, Camden Brown can't, but these guys are coming in to take your spot. So y'all that stay, you better figure it out because these guys are not coming in here to sit the bench and just go, ooh, ah, you're a senior. Cam Coleman's coming to take it, and he will take it if you don't start making plays. Then last guy that I want to get your thoughts on, uh, Laquan Robinson, the Juco safety, listed as a three-star. I think his impact could be dramatic. He has the potential to start at safety, in my mind, in 2024. Yeah, you don't sign Juco players to sit the bench. That's that's rule one. Uh, and, and look, talk about a guy comes downhill, right? He's He can really set the tone. I like the way Laquan, uh, Laquan plays. I know the junior college league that he played in very, very well. There's a lot of talent out there, SEC speed and things like that. I think he's going to be a guy that can be really effective, especially coming downhill. You just He's one of those guys you got to make sure now he, he can make it through the whole game. He doesn't get kicked like smoke, you know, smoke Monday. You, you got to make sure he can make it through the whole game. But when he arrives, he arrives angry. Jake Crane, how can people check out everything that, uh, that you've got going on right now? Yeah, man, it's really easy. Uh, just go to Crane and Company on YouTube. It's C-R-A-I-N and Company. If you want to watch it, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. We go live each weekday morning. 
6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. Uh, we got a new movie that's out. It's the number one streaming movie in the country, believe it or not. It's called Lady Ballers. Go check it out on Daily Wire Plus, where you can find our stuff, too. So come hang out with us. We got, uh, we got a signing day special going on today. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Yeah, and you can find all of my written work about signing day happening throughout the day at auburndaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.